Welcome to Tech Demand Weekly. I'm Charles Commons, and this week we are continuing our look at Facebook marketing. Facebook groups aren't always the first thing that comes to mind when looking at B2B marketing, but they can be a powerful way to establish your expertise, create an engaged community, and find new customers, peers, and partners. On this episode, we delve into the world of Facebook groups and find out how you can make them work for your marketing strategy. It's the social part of social media. I mean, it's the ultimate social activity to actually talk to each other, you know, around a common interest. Your personal Facebook profile really must have on there somewhere what the link is to your web page and what you do. If you have an audience, let's say, that comes in to buy your apple peeler, so they buy your apple peeler and now they're in your group, Well, these are people who like apples, so when you then develop your apple corer, these are the people who are going to buy it. Jen Lehner is a digital marketing strategist specializing in social media marketing. In 2013, she created her own company, Jen Lehner Media, and has helped business owners create an effective marketing strategy using social media and digital tools. To begin our conversation, I asked Jen why an organization should invest their time into setting up and establishing a Facebook group. We know that there's a couple of billion active users, daily active users on Facebook, right? The other thing that we know is that Facebook is really promoting Facebook groups. And we know that because they keep adding all these amazing new features. And whenever Facebook does that, that means we need to pay attention. That means that they're going to reward us if we follow their lead. So for that reason alone, like it's important to pay attention to Facebook groups. But beyond that, what I would say is that when you uh, think about it, I'll always like to sort of make the analogy to a conference room in a hotel or wherever. And in that conference room, there are, let's say, 300 people in there that have showed up and they're waiting for you to take the stage. And not only that, there was somebody at the door of the conference room who asked each and every person who came in, what do you hope to get out of this conference session, this meeting? How did you hear about this conference? And what is your number one issue that you're struggling with? And and maybe also what's your email address uh, or your mailing address or your birthday or whatever. Um, but the point is that the people who are coming into that room They're not only just a warm body in the seat that's going to be listening to you that wants to hear what you have to say, but they are the ideal, perfect potential new client or customer for you because you have screened them. Once they're in the room, this is your stage and now have an opportunity once these completely highly specific and perfect audience members are in your Facebook group, you now have the chance to take a real sort of stage by going live in the group, by actually having, there's a whole new feature in there with that. It's sort of very much like a, a Zoom conferencing feature inside groups where you can have up to 50 people looking at each other at the same time with the click of a button. So there's an opportunity to engage with people uh, on a deeper level than just about anywhere else. Like you can't do this with just an email. You know, podcasting is great. I have a podcast, but they can't talk back to me. We can't have a a real live conversation. And so it's really unique in that sense. And uh, the brands who are using it the best, I would say, are the ones who, who recognize this as an opportunity to really 
walk the talk because you could run Facebook ads all day long. You could you could do all these things. You could take an ad out for a Super Bowl uh, in the Super Bowl, but saying that you're the best at something or you're an expert in your field is one thing, but going in and doing a live stream where you're sharing your screen and doing a, a PowerPoint presentation or whatever. If you're a horse trainer, you're out in the field and you're showing some horse training tips to people uh, live, which then saves as a recording. And now you have a collection of content, uh, but you're giving real value to real people and you're connecting with them in a way that just goes so much deeper than any other platform allows us. So with the changes that are constantly happening and evolving with Facebook and, and its algorithm, it's recently, um, last six months or so, that, that algorithm has been pushing pages, so the views that pages receive down in, in the priority stakes, if you like, and, and has pushed groups up more into the forefront of, of your individual timeline as you've got on Facebook. Um, so is, is it therefore time to sort of forget about your Facebook page and, and just invest your time into the Facebook groups that you've got? No way. Like big fat N-O. Couple of reasons. Number one, the Facebook algorithm and Facebook pages not getting organic traffic anymore. Like that's been happening for a long time. And it's not because Facebook is trying to punish us or anything like that. It's because it's just a simple numbers issue. Like there's, you know, only so much stuff they can show in any given person's newsfeed, especially when they do need to include ads, which are going to get some amount of, of, of priority, obviously. So it's not punitive or anything like that, but it is real. I mean, we are getting less organic traffic on our Facebook page. However, you could still be very successful with your Facebook page if you use it the right way. But even aside from that, Minimally speaking, you need your Facebook page because you can only advertise on Facebook if you have a Facebook business page. Okay. That's where your, like your business advertising sort of links to. So that's number one. That's very important. Number two, it's as important to have as a website in this day and age. It's like a website. It's like a second website. So if all it does is have your contact information and a few, you know, some interesting content, um, some recommendations from past clients and customers, then, then if that's all you do, you, you definitely need to do that. But the other thing is that um, when you're, when you live stream into a Facebook group, what I like to do is actually do it on my Facebook business page. Okay. So I'm live streaming there. And then I will share it into as many groups as I want. So I have a few groups. So I'll always share it into two of my groups. So I will be live simultaneously on my business page and in each of these Facebook groups. But the reason I do that is because instead of just doing it locally or natively, individually inside each group, is because Facebook will allow me to build an audience of people who view that video, that live stream. And by the way, it could just be a video. So maybe I just post a video on my business page and I don't want to go live, but I've got a video. Same thing. Facebook allows me to build this custom audience. They're tracking every person that watches it for three seconds, 10 seconds, 25% of it, 50%, 75%, 95%. And I can build these custom audiences that tell me 
who stayed on this video for three seconds, who stayed on it for 25% and so forth. And so then when it's time for me to promote something that might be relevant to that particular topic, then uh, I can say, um, all right, I want to, I want to promote this to everybody who watched this amount, this amount, this amount, obviously the more percentage of a video that is watched, the higher the percentage, the, the, the audience is going to get smaller, but those are going to be the people who are most likely going to purchase or jump on board or whatever. And then you have all these amazing abilities to take that custom audience and tell Facebook to create a lookalike audience, which will end up being in the millions of people um, who look very similar to that, that. But you can't do that if you, if you don't use a Facebook business page. So for that alone, like if that was the only feature that Facebook pages gave us, it would still make it well worth it to make sure that we have that set up optimally. If you're first starting out with sort of looking into doing a Facebook group, would, would you say create your own group or would you just go, no, to start off, let's go in and just become a member of as many different groups as you can and, and basically become part of those communities? whether or not you have a group, it's a good idea to be in some other groups. Just it's good for business. Like it's a great way to meet people. And even though you were saying the group that you're in, people aren't selling anything. Um, here's the deal. So let's say you're in a group and um, you start, you know, there's a, there's a conversation going on about like, um, in fact, I was in a podcasting group the other day. And one of the questions was um, who was, who was your favorite, the, podcast guest that's ever been on your show. So people started naming off their their podcast guests. And what happened was um, it connected people together to invite each other on their podcast. Oh, I, oh, you had him on your show? Oh, wow. I, I, I would like to talk to you and maybe you could be on my show. So people are doing business even though they're not out and out selling things. On that note, I just want to throw in this little public service announcement. And that is because of that very reason, your personal Facebook profile really must have on there somewhere what the link is to your web page and what you do. You could put that in the heading of your Facebook um, profile. There's a little globe icon underneath your your profile picture that allows you to put in a link to your website. Um, and this is super important because in most groups, we're engaging under our personal avatar, not our business page. So when people, when you do say something brilliant and interesting inside a Facebook group, someone clicks on your profile to learn more. It's super frustrating when you can't figure out the next step, like what it is you actually do or how to connect with you. So don't, you know, don't miss that very important step. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Facebook groups have a promotion day. So like in my, one of my Facebook groups, my biggest Facebook group on Fridays, people are allowed to come in and uh, promote whatever they want. They just have to do it underneath the the little graphic that I post every Friday. And because so many groups have that, a lot of people will join those groups specifically so they could go in and promote whatever they want, which isn't terrible. You just want to always make sure that you're you're adding value to whatever group. And to your point where you said, should I join as many Facebook groups as I can or as many as possible, uh, that I actually would, would caution against. Um, number one, when you, when you do join some discriminating high quality groups, if they see you're in 350 groups, when you apply to join that group, like I know for myself, uh, I won't automatically disqualify you, but 
I will scrutinize you much more than I would otherwise because because there are those people that just want to dump in their links and run. And usually those are people that are in like several hundred Facebook groups, not to mention the fact you just can't keep up with all those groups. I mean, it's just, you, we all tend to have four or five groups that we go in regularly. Um, but beyond that, it's, you know, it, it just gets out of hand. What are the pros and cons of, of the different types of, of, of groups? Because Facebook allows you to have your group set as being public, closed, or secret in fact. How, how do you decide which is the best of those options for your business? It, as a marketer um, and in terms of like using a Facebook group to enhance your business, grow your business, um, it's almost always going to be a closed group. So a public group can get out of hand very, very quickly. So all you have to do is click a button and you're in the group. So no one is screening you or approving you. You just click a button and you're in the group. A closed group People can see the group, that the group is there. Facebook will oftentimes suggest that group when they join another group. Like, um, let's say you you join my group, you'll see on the sidebar, Facebook will suggest other groups that look like my group. And they're likely also closed groups. And I can't see who the members are inside a closed group, but I can see a description of what the group is about, and I can apply for membership. And then the administrator of that group can choose to let me in or not. Uh, A secret group is you can't even see that it exists. So you can imagine, uh, like I have a lot of secret groups um, for my volunteer efforts with my kids' schools, right? So whether it's a, a, you know, my daughter's fourth grade class or something like that, that you, privacy is very, very important and you don't want anybody to even see it exists. And the only people that can see what's going on in the group are the people who are members of the group. For the purposes of our discussion today, I would say that, you know, 100% of the people listening would likely be, in terms of business development, using a closed group. Thanks, Jen. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll take a look at some of the features that you should be using in your Facebook groups. Tech Demand is a B2B platform who specialize in connecting organizations with their customers. Tech Demand create unique and engaging specialist content which is evergreen for generating campaign success. Visit the website tech-demand.com to discover how Tech Demand can help you. Welcome back to Tech Demand Weekly. This week I'm joined by Facebook marketer Jen Lehner. Whilst looking into this topic of Facebook groups, I found that some organisations chose to use their Facebook group as an incentive to buy from them. So once the product has been purchased, membership to a private group is then approved. I asked Jen whether she thought this was the best use of a Facebook group to a marketer whose job it is to create more leads. Well, you'll get more sales. So if you have an audience, let's say, that comes in to buy your apple peeler, so they buy your apple peeler and now they're in your group, well, these are people who like apples. So when you then develop your apple core, these are the people who are going to buy it. So it could be just fine. But this brings up a good point that there are a couple of ways people use Facebook groups. One is uh, a lot of people are creating online courses. And so what they'll do is they'll say, if you buy this online course for me, then you're going to get access to this Facebook group. But typically, 
they, there's an ending date. Like usually it cor- correlates with the, the length of the course or they're in there for a year, or even if they have lifetime access to the course and the group, people eventually move out. They're, they don't stay active forever in there. And it's not the kind of group that you necessarily have to maintain the way you would what I call your bread and butter group. Okay. That's the group that is constantly growing, that you're constantly nurturing. But there are products like uh, that come to mind like Instapot. Okay. Whoever started the Instant Pot community, and that's like one of those all-in-one cookers, huge, like all the rage here in the States. I don't even know if it was started by Instant Pot. It might've been started by just some person who likes Instant Pot. This is a fantastic thing. And I know they have the same thing for like Vitamix blenders. They're fans that have come together to discuss their favorite recipes and all that kind of stuff. It's great. I have a friend of mine who started a Facebook group for the brand Kajabi, which is it's a platform that I run my entire business on. It's like an email service provider. It's a place to put your online courses, your membership sites. It does everything. All right. So she loved it so much. She started a Facebook group and all these people started coming into the Facebook group uh, who are also fans of this product and they wanted to talk about the product. They wanted to talk about the different ways other people were using the product. It got so big and so active and she did such a good job managing it that the folks at Kajabi basically hired her to keep it going. And then they may have actually purchased it from her. I do know that they are officially in charge of the group now. It's a fantastic group. And you could argue, well, they've already bought the product. They're not going to buy it again. But what's happened now is there's a culture, you see. So they call themselves the Kajabians. And if you reach a certain dollar amount, you become a Kajabi hero. And there's just this whole thing. And then a live event spun off from that. So you see, there's it's more than just collecting leads. It's building a true community, creating a culture around your brand, having people identify a certain kind of way as a member of that group. And uh, it's really ama- it's an amazing thing to behold. So let's talk about some of the features that groups have at their disposal then, Jen. You already mentioned uh, watch parties, which I know was more for the the Facebook page, Um, but you could then pop that into the groups for the people to actually see uh, and you get more viewers. Um, But what are your favorite features that a B2B marketer can and should be using with a Facebook group? Well, you can actually do watch parties also just inside a group. And for sometimes there would be a reason why you would just want to do it inside the group. Um, the number one strongest feature, I would say, uh, that really makes Facebook groups incredible, um, I would say live streaming. Um, so you anybody can do this. You just hit a button on your phone and press the go live and suddenly you are talking to every person in your group. Uh, and they can join in the comment section and talk to you uh, as well. And there's third-party software that allows you to actually bring them on camera with you even. Uh, let's see. Um, there's something called events. You could do this in your on your Facebook business page or inside your group where you create an event of something that's coming up. It could be virtual. It could be in real life. Um, but conversation and live streaming and all that can happen within the event. And um, anybody who you're friends with in your group, you can actually invite so they get a notification. So that's very smart to to friend the people who come into your group. Um, They have just added 
the ability to change your group to a different different kinds of groups. And one of them is called uh, social learning. And I love it because it doesn't matter if your business isn't about social media or anything like that or or education even, but what it allows you to do is to take any content that is in your group and organize it into units. And this is a wonderful thing because sometimes it can get kind of hairy in there. And as a member, if you're trying to find a post that was about a certain topic, you can't put your fingers on it without having to like scroll and scroll and scroll. And sometimes when you just type it into search, it doesn't come up. So units are a beautiful way of organizing any kind of content by category. The other thing is announcements feature. So if you have something important, you can uh, pin it as an announcement and you can actually post several announcements now in addition to a pinned post. And uh, I I recommend everybody should have a pinned post in the top of their group that is a video or something like that, that welcomes people and tells them exactly what to expect and what the rules are and so forth. Um, Another new feature is the group chat feature. A lot of people uh, don't know about this. Some people don't have it yet, but it allows you to start a chat inside of your group the way that you would in Facebook Messenger, but you can have up to 250 people in the chat at one time and up to 50 people on camera at one time. So you could schedule these in advance. They just sit there in the group and it has an announcement on it that says like whatever the topic is that the chat is going to be about. And uh, it's really cool. I actually don't use that one as much as I I should, Uh, but there's loads of potential there. And then of course, asking the questions is a game changer, uh, being able to screen people before they come into the group. So this is something that I've kind of only really started doing recently, but it's really, really important to actually be responsive within your Facebook group. Sort of get yourself known, isn't it? Um, whether it's a group that you actually own um, or whether it's one that you've just joined that belongs to somebody else. Oh, absolutely. But I would say that goes across all social. You know, there's no way around it. Like if you're going to participate in this um on any platform, then you you actually have to be present. It doesn't mean you can't have moderators. Like if you, as your group group gets very large, I mean, I, I you know I do get assistance now, but people need to be acknowledged. People want to be seen and they want to be heard. So just like you said, uh, whether you are participating in another group or it is your own group, it really is important to be a giver and not a taker. I think that's a great way of putting it, Jen. Um, What are your top tips then for using Facebook groups? As I said before, really, you know, give it serious thought about starting a group. I think they're the greatest opportunity to come around for businesses in ages, but only start a group if you're willing to commit the time to nurturing it and nurturing, you know, your members and really building a community. I let the group in, then I do a post. Facebook allows you to very easily They prompt you. It says, welcome your new members. You click a button and it tags all the people you just let in. So then I welcome them as a group. Welcome to all of our new members. Don't forget to check your email. I sent each and every one of you a personal video. So glad that you're here. Bam. And they're tagged. So now they're notified that I've called them out in the group. Now, my other members, my existing members, they're so good about this. Every time new members come in, they jump into the chat and say, welcome, you're going to love it here. Yay. So, What a great looking group. Welcome, blah, blah, blah. 
They've been welcomed properly. They've been notified of the rules, the expectations. Like, so that's going to save you so much trouble. You don't have to be as sophisticated. You don't have to do all those things. Minimally speaking, there should definitely, you should welcome the members with the easy button that Facebook gives you. And you should have a post that sets expectations. The other thing that is a really great thing to do is to send out a weekly roundup of everything that happens in the group. So my assistant does a great job of doing this, but essentially she's just copying and pasting the things that happen under the daily thread. So Monday, Mind Mapping Monday, share three things you want to accomplish this week. My assistant takes it and puts that in the newsletter and they get it via newsletter now a second time about a week later and they can ask themselves, did I get that done on Monday? Hmm. Then Tuesday, everybody shares their favorite tools, apps, plugins. This creates an amazing list of basically user-generated content. So we put that in the roundup. So basically, if you weren't able to be active in the group all week, you're going to get a roundup of everything that happened, including the promotions that the people put in the Friday post. So they get this great newsletter that essentially it's all user-generated content. Yeah, My assistant copies and pastes it, but we didn't have to create that that content. To take it one step further, from that Tuesday sharing, every year now, we take all the best uh, submissions, we organize them by content and category, and we send out this beautiful uh, multi-page PDF. Uh, it becomes an opt-in, like a, a lead magnet. And it's like one of my, my most popular pieces of content. So I do recommend sending out an email each week because this allows you to then get the emails from your members. And for any marketers who are listening or new marketers, it's really important to have people's email addresses. Um, the number four, I would say give real value and get to know your members. So that might even include snail mail. I mean, there might be an opportunity for you to ask people to give you their snail mail because you like to send surprises in the mail. I do this and I surprise my members all the time with random cards, uh, holiday cards, uh, whatever. But nobody else is doing that. And in this crowded world we live in, these are the things that set you apart from your com competitors. As you create your group and, a, and hopefully some sort of culture is born, you will notice that your members will want to meet up with each other in their local areas. Or when you travel, you can post in your group and say, hey, I'm going to be in Denver. Any front rowers want to meet up for coffee? So you could turn your virtual group into a live group or live event. I already mentioned friend the members who join. And when you do this, you don't have to worry about strangers seeing your personal stuff if when you add them as a friend, you pop them into a special list that you create on your profile. And I do that. It's called uh, ICA, Ideal Client Audience. And so all my, basically that's just anybody who's business related get, gets popped into that list. So on my personal profile, when I post pictures of my kids, they only see what I want them to see. So you don't have to worry about that. But the benefit to you is that when you do go live or post a piece of content in your group or something important, you can tag anybody who is your friend. If you schedule an event, you can basically invite anybody in the group who is your friend and they'll get a notification. And that's huge. In Facebook groups, they have fantastic insights, group insights, where you could see what your most popular posts were, uh, what percentage your group has either grown or decreased by, all sorts of wonderful, wonderful information. But 
my favorite thing is it shows you your most engaged members for the last 28 days. So at the end of every month, we take a screenshot and it shows their their little profile picture, 10 people, and they're all lined up really nicely when you click the button. And then I take a screenshot, I post it in the group and I tag each of those members. And I say, thank you so much for our most active community members, you know, big shout out. And I tag them, they get notified. It really means the world to them actually. And they really appreciate being recognized. It takes no time to do this and it's just a great thing to do. And then then I would just reiterate to look at those analytics that Facebook provides you with because they're very informative and can help direct you as you continue to grow and nurture your group. My thanks to Jen Lehner. You can find out more about Jen on her website, jenlehner.com. That's Jen, L-E-H-N-E-R.com. That's it for this episode of Tech Demand Weekly. I'll see you next week for more B2B marketing tips and advice.